0: Welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, where you will hear conversations with artists and creative entrepreneurs from around the globe. From art and creativity to education and business, this podcast features discussions with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, and I can't wait to get started. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. So, This is the last episode of 2022, which is so crazy. I feel like episode one literally just came out. But don't worry, we will be returning for season two in early 2023. And it feels just really insane to even say that because these dates sound so futuristic. But in today's episode, I'm going to share my top lessons from this year. And I really just want to take a moment with you to share some key takeaways from our podcast episodes so far. We've had so many incredible guests on the podcast. And if you are a listener who has tuned in from the very first episode, you have probably you know seen and heard firsthand how amazing our guests have been and i've learned so much from these conversations so i've created a list of a handful of lessons that i feel are just so important like they're really things that have stuck with me and that i'm going to carry into the new year The first lesson that I want to chat with you about is this idea of having a system in place, a structure in place to keep us healthy and happy and on track to meet our goals. So whenever I'm feeling a little bit low energy or off kilter or whenever I'm working with an artist through mentorship or in one one of my group programs, uh, for example, who is feeling that way too, one of the first things I ask is what system, what structure, what routine do you have in place to keep you on track, to keep you feeling good and inspired and You know, motivated and just moving through life in a good way. Um, I think that if we don't have those structures or systems in place, that's when we can fall off track and it can happen very easily. So, for me, I've spoken a little bit about this in in previous uh, episodes, but for me, it starts with having a really powerful and very consistent daily routine. Now, I know that if you have kids or many different responsibilities, you know, it, this might be challenging, but I will share with you what works for me. And if you can create some variation of this that works for you and your lifestyle, I think that that could be really helpful. Um, for me, when I wake up in the morning, uh, and I wake up really early, usually well before the sun rises, I take time to stretch to go for either a light, gentle walk or a run, depending on my energy that day. I'm very intuitive with it, but I do get outdoors and do some kind of exercise, even if it is freezing or even if it's really hot. Um, it's just this act of getting out and really connecting with nature. And I mean, I am in New York City, but I still feel that even getting outside and just connecting with the air and you know our physical surroundings is really such an important way to start the day. Um, I make breakfast, I will make some, you know, coffee or whatever it might be, but really what it comes down to is taking intentional time in the morning to just connect with myself and to connect with my, you know, like I said, my physical environment, my surroundings. Um, One thing that I'm really passionate about is not going on social media right away. There are so many people who will jump onto social media and perhaps open Instagram as soon as they're waking up I personally don't feel good or healthy when I do that. Um, I need to wake up and really be connected to the physical world before I can enter the digital realm. Uh, And so I would encourage you to maybe set a time, like maybe it's nine o'clock or 10 o'clock where where you do intentionally log on to social media. But um, I think we need to have like, not only a, a routine that is consistent, but boundaries with certain things like social media that can actually be, Quite draining, but if used correctly, can be really fun and enjoyable. So just think about a system, a routine, a structure um, that you have in place. If you don't have one, I would really encourage you to come up again with like some variation that would work for you. And if you do have one, think about how you might strengthen it. Like I've kind of taken mine to the next level recently by waking up an hour or two earlier than I even used to. Um, Which (laughs) can be challenging, but uh, is ultimately like the best thing for me mentally. Because the other thing too, if you are working and you have a really busy day, it's so important to bookend your day with like intentional time. Otherwise, you're going to feel like your entire life is just working. So, you know, taking that hour in the morning, and if you can't do an hour, take, take 15 minutes if you can, but just take some time. Uh, that is intentionally carved out for yourself. Okay, so that is the first one, have a system in place. Uh, Number two is show up as much as you can. But remember, and I say this all the time, (laughs) it's not about the time you have, it's doing what you can with the time you have. And ultimately, for artists, it's about staying connected to your creativity. I'm running my company, Visionary Art Collective, as you all know, and my days are very full. Uh, Most days I'm booked with, you know, mentoring artists, leading group programs, you know, whatever it might be, but they are quite full. So because of that, uh, I have had to find ways to stay connected to my art practice and my creativity. And sometimes that can feel really challenging. But what I try to do and, and actually one of my goals for next year is to really be more consistent with a, with a sketchbook practice because a sketchbook is something you can bring with you. It's something you can have out on your desk. And even if you have five minutes in between meetings, you can do a little doodle or, or something. You know, um, this was actually inspired by one of our recent episodes with uh, Paulina Ree, who spoke about her sketchbook practice. And she's a busy mom. You know, she has a lot going on. Um, she's also an entrepreneur and an artist. And so hearing her talk about her sketchbook practice really inspired me to start my own and to just stay connected to creativity. It might not always be in the way that you want, right? Like I would love to be doing my large paintings every single day, uh, but that is not reality. And so I have to think about other ways that I can stay connected to my art practice And to just keep that creative muscle kind of like working uh, on the days where I'm not able to tackle a six foot painting, you know, Um, think of smaller ways. uh, And those small ways can actually be really powerful. The third, and I've spoken about this extensively, but I truly feel that it is so important, you guys, it's so important to be part of a supportive community of artists. I cannot say this enough because i have firsthand experienced the impact of being part of a supportive community and i have also experienced the other end of of being very isolated and not part of an art community and now when i look back you know hindsight is always twenty-twenty. 20, i can see very clearly that my art was suffering in my early to mid 20s because i was so disconnected from an art community And at the time, I don't even think I was aware that that is why um, I was not feeling very motivated and I was feeling very alone in my art practice. I don't think I even really knew that that was the reason, but now I can see so clearly that it was because when I uh, started connecting with other artists through, through these amazing communities, so many of them have cropped up in the past few years. I experienced such a huge shift on a creative level, um, on a, in a professional level, and uh, a personal level, like really across the board, I just felt like a better version of myself to have that support. I think as humans, we need to have that support. So that is really uh, essential, I think. The next lesson is to create the work that you feel excited about, especially as we start, you know, reflecting and thinking about like all that we've done this year, everything we want to accomplish next year. I want to encourage you to really think about what lights you up when you are making your art, whether it is painting or drawing or, you know, photography, printmaking, whatever it might be what is it that makes you so excited that just makes you want to run to your studio or run to you know your your desk in your apartment and and create and really tap into that because I think that sometimes we can get a little bit stuck in creating work that we either feel like we should make or that we once loved but now we are It's not that we don't love it anymore. We're just feeling like we're ready for something new and different. And I think we really need to listen to that. You know, you should always feel excited to make your work. And if you're not, take a look at that and think about what does excite you in your practice and really lean into that. The next lesson is really centered around limiting beliefs. And this has come up actually in quite a few podcast episodes this season. Uh, Most recently, we talked about this with Marina Press-Granger. We all have limiting beliefs. Like if you are a human on this planet, you have limiting beliefs. (laughs) It's just natural. Um, But what I want to really emphasize to you is that you can still persevere in the face of these limiting beliefs, in the face of self-doubt, the most important thing is that you identify your limiting beliefs and that you stay aware of them and that you actively work on moving past them. The more aware you are of them, the less control they will have over you. Limiting beliefs, self-doubt, you know, all of those kinds of things that can be quite detrimental to us have far more power over us if we are not aware of of them and of the control they have as soon as we start to become aware of those beliefs those things that are holding us back we're already like halfway there the other half is really taking action to move past them this is where I think affirmations become really important and this is something that I tie into my morning practice you know, so just even connecting this back to like having a system in place, you can kind of weave that into your routine, uh, the structure that you have for yourself to keep yourself feeling good. Um, Tackling your limiting beliefs and, you know, considering having affirmations that you repeat every day. It sounds a little woo-woo, I totally get it, but it actually can be really helpful. The next thing That I want to chat with you about and this actually reminds me so much of my conversation with Jane the amazing self-taught artist who I interviewed for one of our earlier episodes is that there are so many paths there are so many routes to get to the same destination um You know, there are artists who are completely self-taught and and they're selling their work like hotcakes, okay? There are also artists who have their BFA and their MFA and they're also selling their work uh, like crazy and showing their work and doing all the things that they want to do in their art careers. Um, There are artists who maybe took a break while they were raising their kids for 10 or 15 years and are just starting to return to their art practice. Um, there are so many different journeys. And over the years since launching my company and having the amazing privilege of connecting with hundreds, if not thousands of artists at this point, I can truly say that there are just so many different paths and there's not one right way there's not one wrong way it's about honoring your journey and your process and where you've been and knowing that it's still possible for you to reach your goals regardless of your background it doesn't matter if you've taken a break for 15 years as long as you get back into your practice you know Um, you might not have a fancy art school degree but you might have a hell of a lot of determination and talent It's really tapping in to what you can do, not what you are lacking or what you don't have. And so I just want to share that reminder with you all because sometimes it can be easy to forget that. The last thing I want to chat with you about, which I guess it's more of a, not so much a lesson, but just something that I think is so important to do around this time every year you know, it is early December right now. And I think that um, this is such an important time to really be thinking about next year and goal setting. And one thing that I do, I'll just share with you a strategy that I kind of implemented at the end of every year, usually around this time, is I get on a Google Doc and I think about every category in my life and I list it out. So my art career, my career at you know as the founder of VAC and the work that I'm doing for this amazing platform. I think about my health, my relationships with my friends, my family, my partner. I think about nutrition, you know, how I'm nourishing myself through food. And I think about really all aspects of my life. And I really try to be super honest with myself when I do this sort of evaluation. And I think about like what worked really well in each of these areas this year and what do I feel was lacking and what could I do better next, do better, yeah, next year. And, and I try to get really specific, but it usually starts as almost like a stream of consciousness kind of uh, writing reflection where I'm just like allowing myself to pour out all of my thoughts And then from there, I'm able to get a list of like really clear goals, but I can never get those goals if I don't do the reflection first, because it's it's like, I don't have something concrete to go off of. So I would encourage you to set some time aside, light a candle. You can get super like into it if you want to, um, or not, you know, it's up to you and just... Think about what worked well for you this year, uh, but also identify those areas of growth, uh, those areas of support, and think about what you want to prioritize next year. You know, uh, if you are an artist who is actively wanting to increase your sales and you're really wanting to sell your work, then get really specific on how you how you plan to do that next year. What is your goal? Um, okay, your goal is to sell your work. So then then the question becomes, how are you going to do that? Are you going to release a new collection of work every couple of months, once a quarter? Um, Start thinking about those things. If your goal is to increase visibility for your work, then maybe your goal is to show up more consistently, Um, update your website more, submit to more open calls. Maybe you want to do something a little bit out there and get some friends together and facilitate your own group show. You know, there's so many possibilities when it comes to increasing your visibility. But it's just a matter of prioritizing it. It's getting clear on your why and then thinking about your how and then putting the how into action. So, I will end with that last little nugget of advice for you and I'm so grateful that you have all tuned in and listened to our episodes. It's been such a joy. I'm so excited about this podcast and I truly cannot wait to continue it. So with that said, I will see you all in the new year. Take care. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com slash magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to Digital Issues. We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.